You're now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sound of Sanity. I am Nathan. I am your humble and obedient host. We've got Ben. He is the preacher who's a teacher of sanity. He's right there. I'm right here. Hey, Ben, hey. introduce the other guy. Nathan. The I'm most important guy. Him. Definitely. The most important guy, Jacob Mensel, pastor who's a master of sanity. Hey, what's up? Hey, Jake. Hey. Well, guys, I'll tell you what's making me feel insane. What's that? The reviews have hit for the so gracefully titled Lord of the Rings colon the Rings of Power. Someone pointed out they repeat three words. In that sentence, in that title. But I don't know. It must work for well for search engine optimization or, or something like that. Anyway, Lord of the Rings is a property that I enjoy and have read the novel well, several cause, times. Because you're a, a dork? The novel, The Lord of the Rings? I have read the novel, The Lord of the Rings. Yes, sir. Cool. I, you think you got me, but Tolkien would agree with the <laughs> fact that it's a novel. <laughs> we just couldn't publish it as one big thing because we lacked the technology. I'm sure, but they can do it now. <laughs> Gentlemen, we have the technology. We can republish it. <laughs> Cut down some more of Tolkien's beloved trees. <laughs> Rip them all down. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Peter Jackson, <laughs> you lovable hack. The trees, are, what does the orc say? Like, the trees are strong, my lord. <laughs> That's his report. <laughs> Rip them all down. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so was just waiting like, to get his report. Like, how are the trees? Are they strong? Are they weak? What's going on? <laughs> they are strong. Uh, I like to think if we cut to that scene a little bit earlier, the guy would be like, if we consult graph B, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the oak trees. In any case, no. uh, you guys like the Lord of the Rings, the novels? The, the, the movies, the yes. love the novels, right? Yes, yeah, we all love Lord of the Rings. And Amazon is spending something like half a billion dollars on a Lord of the Rings series. They are it is spending. What am I trying to say? They're they are spending the most amount of money that has ever been spent on a show to bring us a really cool age of Lord of the Rings, like not the the boring, stupid third age, and certainly not the man centered fourth age, but the second okay. second age, I believe this is. The, apparently, the show starts with the defeat of Morgath, or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. But his lieutenant, Sauron, escapes. But, you know, he's probably still out there. <laughs> Morgoth. Morgoth. Sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd. I'm actually not a larger extended universe of Tolkien nerd. I could never make it through the Similarian because it's boring. But I like the appendices, and I'm sure the Similarian has a lot of cool stuff. Silmarillion, my friend. The Simul? Silmarillion. The Simuls. The Simuls. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. I remember it starts with some kind of creation story where it's like, Ag began singing the music of joy, <laughs> and then Balthazar I, introduced I, a discordant note into the music I, of joy. I, I always loved that. <laughs> well, I say always. I read it once as a kid, <laughs> right. and I was like, oh. This is so cool. From the womb. From the womb. <laughs> ben was like, Simmel. Uh, <laughs> listen, folks, we like Lord of the Rings. My point is, Amazon's sinking 
half a billion dollars into a very pretty looking Lord of the Rings adaptation of the appendices. It's going to have Sauron rings and stuff. And I guess I've talked about this a little bit on the show before, but it is something that genuinely makes me feel crazy because I have no desire to watch this show like at all. I'm not even, it's, it's not like, Oh, I'd watch that if I wasn't a Christian and could watch bad. It's like, no, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not interested at all in watching the new Lord of the Rings thing. And, that's really sad to me and makes me feel crazy. And, of course, the reason I have no interest in watching it is – well, maybe I should ask you guys. Do you guys have any interest in watching this thing Zero. whatsoever? Zero. No, no, no. Even the pretty trailers with the sun nope. dappled off the uh, city of kings nope. and uh, nope. a, lot of, a lot of money lot of on money. the screen. Yep. And – I, I don't know. I guess we're just all a bunch of misogynists. It's like a Galadriel warrior princess story. I mean, that's basically what the trailers are telling us. I've, I've read some reviews now. So basically the thing is like Galadriel was the great, one of the great commanders that stood up against Morgor, 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 Yeah, I like it. <laughs> against Morgath and lost many brave men and women and uh, children and uh, trans and whoever else was fighting for. Her. And, 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 and then, uh, Sauron, the dastardly... Like the Lieutenant of Morgoth or something. Lieutenant of Morgoth escaped. And everyone's like, yay, we're idiots. Morgoth is dead. Yay. And Galadriel's like, he is still out there. And he killed all my friends. And I must be a, a battered warrior princess. And I must figure out the riddle of Sauron. And that's, the, that's basically the story. Oh. And meanwhile... See, I didn't even get far enough to know that it's centered on Galadriel. Yeah, no, no. Galadriel's like the, the warrior princess and meanwhile there's like some hobbit girl and the hobbit girl's like, actually she's, she's a harfoot technically. I got mm. this from a review early <laughs> this morning and she's like I'm gonna, I wish I could go on an adventure. It seems like the world's a really exciting place and the hobbits are like the world's boring and stupid. You should uh, play in your garden or something and she's like ah, And then she gets swept in and meanwhile there's an elf warrior that's in love with a, a mortal man or something. And so. there's a dwarf king. Actually, the dwarf king is it's like, oh, it's a dwarf king. Okay. Yeah. That fits. I'll take that. Yeah. Well, so it actually comes out tomorrow for the general viewerships, but critics have been reviewing it. And IMDb won't show you a rating yet, but Amazon Prime shows an IMD, IMBD rating of 5.8 so far on its site. Oh. For some reason. So a bunch of like proud boys drove the numbers down because they were like, woman is in this. <sighs> That's probably what happened. I don't know. Probably so. Jerks. That'll be the story at least. That will be the story. Apparently this, well, one reviewer I read was saying that you, you have a lot of elves sitting talking politics in front of green screens in the first couple episodes. Right. Which, uh, I mean, this is my idea of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it well enough when elves sat in front of green screens and discussed politics in the Jackson movies, I suppose. But eh. uh, uh, actually, I, uh, in, I make a dismissive noise in the Hobbit. What's the first Hobbit movie called? The, An unexpected journey. The unexpected journey. There's a part where they're in Rivendell and they're all discussing politics in front of a green screen. And I saw it in 60 frames per second. Huh. You remember Peter Jackson was doing that thing. Mm -hmm. And Rivendell was really cool. It was really fun. It's like, oh, that waterfall just looks like a real waterfall in 60 frames per second. So I, cool. I actually really enjoyed the elves probably more than anything else in the movie. I enjoyed the elves sitting in front <coughs> of a green screen 
talking because it's just like Rivendell's really cool and it's got all these balconies that are super OSHA would be very upset about because they're over these ravines and they don't have any railing but sounds great it sure looks like it would be a fun place to have a boring conversation about middle earthian politics so I don't know they're making this thing it looks all feminist it looks it doesn't look like anything that Professor Tolkien would be excited about all at all <laughs> and I feel crazy. I just want them to make a Lord of the Rings that I would like. Or just leave it alone and... Do something else? Do something else that's original and fun and cool, like instead of bastardizing 100-year-old content. Yeah, that would be good too. That would be good too. But I don't mind. I don't mind IP theft if you can do something fun with it. I, I, I don't... I mean, yeah, of course, I wish that they made original properties, but I would be here for a good Lord of the Rings show. I mean, I think it would be fun. I think it'd be fun to see somebody inter- tell a cool story set, set in that world. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially when we the- talked about this for the booking, what I, my solution to this was as soon as they get done with the Lord of the Rings or with Harry Potter, they should just turn around and do it again with a whole new cast and just do it enough times that we get six different versions of somebody's take on Rivendell. Yeah, I mean, we've got 19,000 Hamlets and Draculas and everything else. People just ought to do that. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I they mean, give it enough time, the they, they will. I guess so, but I mean, I mean, they've done it with, I guess, Batman and Spider-Man, but they should do it with, it would be better if they did it, if they did that sort of thing with these properties and try to build out the... Well, especially because they are essentially telling the same stories. I mean, in this case, they're annoyingly gender swapping everything, but they are actually having a hobbit that gets drawn into an adventure and a a warrior that's on the outskirts of protecting civilization, even though nobody respects Mm. her in this case. But ignoring for a second the gender swapping, uh, which you shouldn't, but ignoring it for a second, they actually are telling the same story. They're just swapping out some names and some some circumstances and scrambling things around a little bit. That's right. And so if somebody has an actually actual new story, like what would this kind of character be like in Lord of in the Lord of the Rings world? I'm all for that. But but yes, just uh, scrambling around some pieces of the puzzle to make a slightly different image is lame. So everything's terrible. Agree. All right. Thanks for listening. Angel Angel Studios, Nathan? <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> the chosen Nathan original content Nathan <laughs> <laughs> alright guys here's my question maybe I should not take any of this seriously and I should just eat my popcorn and enjoy this Lord of the Rings thing <laughs> my reasoning being thusly that was bad grammar <laughs> <laughs> I liked it though so this show is a paragon of grammar excellence yes this show are <laughs> The Paragon. I don't even know how to construct a bad grammar sentence of that. Here, here's my question. Maybe I should just eat my popcorn. The reason being not that I don't care about the encroachment of feminism or any of that, but the reason being that I am in my late 30s, going into my 40s soon enough, Like, and I have a wife, and she's a feminine woman, and you know what? Galadriel being a ridiculous a battle babe and all this kind of stuff, it it, it 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 actually doesn't need to rise to the level. It's stupid, but 
who cares? It doesn't rise to the level of to 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 be irritated by it and to be like I'm not going to watch it is actually to dignify it too much. I don't know if there's anything compelling about this argument that's even worth dealing with, but <laughs> it's not a matter of it's not even a matter of hostile. Even if you take away the hostile reaction, you're left with the boredom of being of of like a woman not being a woman and trying to be a man. And I, as a man, I'm like really bored by that. I'm like, no, you're you're a woman, and you're boring for women to watch. Yeah, I agree with sensible. that. I agree with that. I, I guess I, what I'm trying to sort of articulate is the fact that I do see people out there who get so worked up worked up about this that there it does seem like. They're just well, insecure in their man. Like you can actually say, be yeah, so. Exactly. You, you, I can actually be secure enough in my manhood that I'm not threatened by some little girl pretending to. Then you can be honest about not being interested. Yeah. Right. But which is, I think, where we're all actually at. We're, we're not actually. Oh, I hate it. That's not us because I just don't care. Yeah. Maybe will, it's us because we're doing an episode I, about I, it. I, I'll, I'll cop the feeling pangs of sharp pangs of hatred at times, Jake, but. With related related re- to this stuff. Re- relate, related to this stuff. I Just feel like, I feel Argh. hatred because it's boring though. Like I'm like, uh-huh. come on, like give me a character that I could care about. Duh. I just you know, there are a couple properties out there that have a, a purity to them that is hard to match, and Tolkien is one of those. And if I feel any hatred or anger, or whatever, it's because man, just do a Game of Thrones ripoff or something like that. Like you know, do the rip off of the rip off of Tolkien. Don't just lots of high fantasy for you to adapt out there. That's yeah. much more woke. Yeah. That lends itself to this sort of thing. Why, why take Tolkien himself and, and do that sort of thing? But yeah, I mean, you, I, you're really talking about people that just haven't really worked through this stuff for themselves on any kind of deeper, deeper level. It, and I don't know what else to say about it. it well, I it will does betray an insecurity. I, I will say, the real insecurity that I feel as a man with one daughter and another one on the way is that I'm fairly convinced that it's not going to be intuitive to them that girls can't beat up boys. Like, like they're actually going to have an aha moment at some point in their life. Mm. If I do it, things right. They will have an aha moment where they're like, oh, I guess girls can't beat up boys. But they won't, they won't assume that because that's just not built into our media and it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's not. It's, it's like many things. I mean, it's no different than fornication is good being built into our media or any number of lies that our media tells us. But it is insane that something so biological and basic is just been so thoroughly propagandized that if I'm not careful, if I'm not careful, if we, if we just watch our share of Marvel and Star Wars and things like, which maybe we won't. I don't know. My kids haven't gotten old enough for that to be a decision, but. If we just watch the normal things that people watch, then we'll actually have to have conversations about these things. And that's that's very strange to me to wake up and be living in that world because that's not actually the world that we grew up in. I mean, we had feminism, but you, as we've talked about before, you always knew that's what it was like, oh, this is the feminine. This is the brash feminist character in the thing who's proving that she's can do something that the men can do. But the fact that it's just kind of coded in there now is is weird. The so the physicality, that sort of thing, that's that is not to me with my daughters the threat. And maybe that's because I don't know, my 
daughters play sports and they have brothers and there's just not a question who can do more. And they see the difference with like, they go out on the soccer field with their girls and they see the boys across who are the same age and they know, and there's no real question. Like they go out and shoot hoops or whatever. And boys the same age at recess, they know they can't play with the boys. Like they know. And even if like, okay, Lucy's really great. And there are boys that she can take at recess and soccer. That's cause she, goes, she knows that cause she goes to the W Christian school. And so the, there's that. What makes me crazy is like much more the like constant stream of who is Sacagawea? Who is Amelia Earhart? Who is the, that they get force fed mm-hmm. at their school mm-hmm. of like, here are the five examples of women who've done amazing things in history. And that means you can do all those things too. You can be a great CEO and a great pilot and a great whatever that takes that physical, obvious physical element out of the equation for them and becomes much more hard to, to deal with because mm. it's that much more subversive and it's sold as inspiration and empowerment in a way that I think gets past some of those natural, like if it were just the physicality of it, nature's right there being like, no, actually go out on the basketball court with the boys at recess and see what happens. In the case, even of our private Christian school, an educational system that is oriented to girls anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and maybe that's where it can tie in with what you were going to say, because everything is so (sighs) feminine in orientation where the school system accommodates a feminine orientation and is feminizing and in such a way that it takes so much away from the boys and works so hard to empower the girls that it's all part of a different ecosystem that, yeah, I think that that then giving the, the, the girls, the hero's journey story completely plays into, even if it's only a flights of fan fancy, mm-hmm. if it's fit, if it's a fantasy world that, she can step in and out of. Hmm. On the side of physicality, it does change. To have all the propaganda about women warriors does change what guys want and how they see themselves in relation to women, which I've said before in various forms. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe more on sanity at the movies, Just talking about Wonder Woman and stuff like that and Black Widow beating the, 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 the tar out of men. Well, yeah. Well, what it does is just reinforce the idea that a woman can be one of the boys and also a sex buddy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it, it it takes the danger, it takes the everything that's actually glorious and beautiful and exciting and thrilling about a real relationship with a real woman and brings it down to the level of making it all really gay, making it all sort of homo or autoerotic in that sense of, well, look, you could have a woman that's really made in your image that is not foreign, that is not different. Mm -hmm. That is everything that you want in a pal who actually take it a step farther and actually she can be your mom and and also your protector and provider and. Yeah, what I think it actually indicates is passivity. I mean, that's that's the thing that, if that gets at the heart of what I actually hate about this Lord of the Rings show, without having watched a frame of it, but just, just from what I've heard and seen in the trailers is, Little boys actually need stories of 
here's a hero. Here's what he does. He goes out and he beats the bad guy. And they're not getting them because that character is not written into the show. Galadriel is written as that character. Well, it's just the, yeah, it's just the next step, right? Like, and we've talked about this in talking about Marvel movies. The first thing they have to do is take away the prize, right? Mm -hmm. So first the motivation, the reason why the guy goes out and fights the dragon is to get the girl. We got to take away the girl because she's not just some prize to be won as Jasmine let us know Mm -hmm. back in the 90s. I am not a prize to be won. Actually you are. Mm -hmm. We just said that you weren't. But you still are, and the movie tells us that you still are. But now we're to the place where now we actually have to live up to that and take away the prize. So all all the Marvel movies then just become found family movies where nobody's fighting for the girl or the, or an actual family, mm-hmm. right? And then the, the next stage is to just swap is gender swap everything mm-hmm. and turn it into feminist trans. Yeah, which is stories. just that. That's that's what I mourn. I I want to be. I don't have a son, but I would if God gives me one. I would love to be able to. I mean, I know it sounds kind of silly and and low bar, but I'd like to be able to sit down and watch a Lord of the Rings show where he'll be like, "Yay, I could be like Aragorn." And, and you, you're, but even still, and show it to your daughter and be like, "Hey, Aragorn's the kind of dude that you should hope for." Mm-hmm. And Aragorn's Actually, going to be fighting for you. So, yeah. what what are you going to be like? What are, are you going to be worth fighting for? And are you going to have strength in 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 the way that? Yeah, I mean, Tolkien's nothing if not a guy who loves strong women. Just, I mean, it, he's almost kind of a weirdo <laughs> about it. We don't have to litigate Tolkien today, but Tolkien has one type, and it's like this queenly kind of and Rosie. Yeah, well, he's got Rosie, but he doesn't care about. I mean, Ro- Rosie really is just the girl. Yeah, like that's right. we're not going to spend any time on her. No, what no. we're going to do is we're going to encounter Gla- Gladriel and Goldberry. He likes chicks whose names start with G, and Eowyn, <laughs> Eowyn, and E, and they're Arwen, Arwen, and A. Yeah, but he doesn't spend any time on Arwen. No, no. Really, go, go, the girls that get all the lines Peter are... Peter Jackson does, though. Yes, he sure does. <laughs> oh, boy. And he has such a great take on <laughs> feminine. But really, you got, you got Goldberry, you got Galadriel, and you got Eowyn. And Eowyn is this character who does want to behave like a man, but it's because she's completely broken. And, uh, you know, she needs to have her heart tamed by... Uh, what's his face? Faramir. Faramir, the gentle <laughs> heart tamer, him. But then, then you've got these other uh, ladies who are queenly and regal and kind of sorceress. I mean, they have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. It's just Tolkien's conception of feminine power. Yep. And they don't have to be a man or remove the active element from the a man's hero's journey in order. Like Gal- Galadriel understands her job is to be a healer, to be a psychological force to be all kinds of things. I don't even know how you describe exactly what she is. And I don't know that Tolkien actually has a very healthy conception of what she is, which is maybe what I'm dancing around or not dancing around so much, but you can listen to our bookening Tolkien episodes to hear us go back and forth about that. My only real point in bringing it up though, is that our stories should be grappling with what it is to actually be a woman. And there's all kinds of strong, interesting compelling stories you can tell about real women i mean it's you know it's the thing we always say about jane austen emma and what's her face the the most famous jane austen heroine the most famous heroine in all of literature elizabeth Elizabeth. bennett elizabeth bennett is a strong woman she really is and she should be and she's punished for certain things or disciplined for certain things in the course of the story but it's not for 
being strong. It's just for having pride and or prejudice, whichever one she has. Mm-hmm. Um, prejudice, mm-hmm. I guess. But you can write a story about a strong woman. It just has to be a strong woman, not a strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, we, and we should be wanting to show our daughters stories about strong women. We just don't need to show them stories about strong women that are masquerading as men that are doing men things. And we certainly don't need to be stripping the hero's journey and any kind of active <laughs> masculine role away mm-hmm. from our sons and our stories. We want representation, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why I think I'm relatively unbothered by something like Trinity and the, the Matrix, as debauched as the Matrix is in so many ways. But that style of feminism where it's like the story is actually still that she's the the princess to be one. She just mm-hmm. has to dress in leather and be androgynous and kick people along the way because that's worth telling a cyberpunk thriller. And it's stupid and it's silly and it's debauched. But in its bones, it is... Neo's the dude. He's the avatar. Right. It's yeah. his journey. Right. And if I ever watched that with my little boy, I mean, he would understand and connect to the basic sense of, oh, I need to be like Neo. I need to understand what my destiny is. I need to go out and conquer the bad guy and achieve self-control over my demons and learn to jump across buildings. And then he'd throw himself off a building and, and die. So I won't show him the Matrix. But Lord of the Rings ain't doing that. I mean, look, even in board games, uh, there's, there's, there's a board game I saw where it's like, oh, the knight. You can play as the knight. Who's the knight? The knight is a cute girl in armor. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play this board game. I don't want to that's my kids to play a board game. I mean, e- even that stuff, it's just like ubiquitous. Every Everything you touch is going to... Well, the board game world and the comic book world, both are just a step ahead, actually, and have been for a long time. Yeah, I think yeah. that's true. Well, and all you have to do is go into a comic book store or a board game store, uh, not not a mainstream one, but a local one. You know, Don't go to the game preserve, but go to you know an actual place where a bunch of nerds are playing board games and have comic books and stuff like that. And I like board games. I like comic books. All that stuff, but you will see... The passivity, the debauchery. The cutting the, edge of debauchery in the, comic books. The smell of weed, of drugs, of despair. <laughs> I mean, those are just <laughs> yeah. miserable. Sometimes I go into those places because I am a nerd and I do enjoy many of those things. And oftentimes they have things that I want to buy or want to browse. But but Meredith is always, my, my wife is always sad if she has to go into one of those places with me because she just feels the oppression of like, uh-huh. and I feel the oppression too. And I feel thankful to God that, I didn't go down that path or that I didn't go far down, that I didn't end up on that path. I, I did mm-hmm. take steps on that path. But it's just like, oh, man, these people are wasting, mm-hmm. wasting their lives. And, of course, they want stories about girls doing all the hero's journey stuff because they don't want to be reminded that they should be on their own hero's journey instead of playing a board game in this den of iniquity. So, all right. Anything else to say about Lord of the Rings, colon, Rings, the rings of power, colon, Mm -hmm. dawn of justice. Nope. Nope. Uh, All right. Well, I have one other thing to say, which is go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity, colon, the rings of power. Can colon, the rings of power be the new colon, dawn of justice? No, dawn of justice is still the ultimate terrible. (laughs) That's right. Subtitle. That's right. Or whatever you call them. What do you call like the aliens colon covenant? What do you call the covenant? Is there there a word for what that is? Avengers. Requiem. Endgame. Requiem, yeah. Like, a word for what that is. Yeah, it's, it's part of the title, but it's, it's like a, it's like it, the main title is Avengers, but then the, subti- this is well, just the subtitle? No, it's not quite, is it? Because it's still the title. It's not, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like, back, I don't I like it back when they did it. Ghostbusters 2. 
instead of Ghostbusters colon afterlife. I think we should have part two and part threes come make a return. Guess who's doing it? Who's doing it? Tom Cruise? That's right. He's doing, but he's going to do Mission Impossible colon Dead Reckoning part one and then... Mission Impossible colon Dead Reckoning part two. That's right. uh, it's still one too many colons, in my opinion. Like some kind <laughs> of Lovecraftian beast. One too many colons. Uh, <laughs> that right <laughs> yeah you know reaching it was like ah there's got to be something on the joke shelf here <laughs> here we go <laughs> this, this is old let's keep playing with colons let's please keep playing with colons. like a, like a surgeon like like kids at a surgeon school let's keep playing with colons go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity to support this podcast and be part of our discord it's a lot of fun there and see videos of behind-the-scenes stuff that me and Ben do, all kinds of stuff, fun stuff. And I think that's all we have to say. So until next time, stay sane. 